What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks with my friend and co-host Dylan Backer, and we're doing report cards to the Knicks. You know, the season's over, obviously, so, you know, we finally got postseason and regular season results all concluded, um, and we're going to start off with guards. You know, we're going to go in numeric order here in terms of, you know, position groups, so your one and your twos obviously are going to come first, um, and, you know, this is a position that, you know, a couple years ago, we would say the Knicks need a lot of improving in, and, you know, with the emergence of Emmanuel Quickly, uh, not that he wasn't good before, but he's really stepped it up uh you know over the past year um and the addition of Jalen Brunson the Knicks guard position is about as talented as it gets right so um this is probably the best guard room they've had in my lifetime um so you know with that being said you know a lot of positives we're gonna be able to talk about we'll cover some of the other guys some of the depth guys and um you know some of the guys that factor into those roles uh in the season uh but with that being said um, I guess the first guy we have to talk about is Jalen Brunson and Dylan I want to know you know what's your letter grade for him I imagine it's gonna be pretty high you know your overall thoughts on the Jalen Brunson experience this season right so you know just kicking us off you know the, the grade I'm gonna give for Brunson a plus plus I mean you know he was phenomenal you know to say the least I mean we signed him to this contract in the offseason and you know we were hoping he would just be you know a good point guard a great a good one at that we didn't expect anything crazy did anyone here really expect him to average 24 points 3.5 rebounds 6.2 assists shoot 49 percent from the field 41% from three, all that stuff. I don't think a lot of us had that in the books, and he did just that this season. I mean, you know, me personally coming to this season, I expected him to, you know, get us a solid 20 points a game. He was an ascending player, so I expected him to be a little more involved in the offense than he was in Dallas because he didn't, he wasn't playing alongside Luka Doncic. He was becoming the main point guard on the Knicks, and that he knew that was his role coming into the season, but 24 points and all that stuff, I mean, that just blew away my expectations completely. You know, and in the playoffs, he averaged nearly 30 points as well and continued to show his show off what he can do when the lights get brighter. I mean, you know, he was phenomenal. I mean, people are already saying he's one of the best free agent signings, not, not just in franchise history, but in league history. I mean, we got him for a bargain, and he's playing out of his mind. I mean, and he's only going to get better. I mean, he's only, what, 25, 26 years old? He's not very old, you know, so... He's just gonna, he's going to get better as time goes on. I mean, I'm really looking forward to, you know, what he can do as, you know, time progresses. I mean, we still got three more years on his contract, but I mean, you know, at this rate, you might need to keep Brunson around for for a while, like a long time. Like you might need to make him the franchise centerpiece and build around him. I mean, you know, the way he performed this season absolutely blew out, blew out my expectations. Couldn't have expected this season whatsoever. Nearly made the All-Star team. Should have made the All-Star team, I should say. Um, almost made All-NBA first season with the Knicks. I mean, you know, it's it's just refreshing that the Knicks have a good point guard this time, this time around. We haven't had a good point guard in a very long time, like a very long time. You could argue we didn't even have one during the mellow days, you know, and right now we have Jalen Brunson as our point guard who has quickly very quickly elevated himself into a top five point guard, one of the best guards really in the league, one of the best pure scorers in the NBA, and one of the best clutch performers in the NBA. You know, it's very, it's it's a blessing really to have a player like that. And, you know, I'm just, I'm really happy with what his performance was this year. I mean, you really couldn't have asked for more out of him. You really couldn't have. You know, you wish that, you know, his contributions would have, you know, helped us get to an Eastern Conference Finals or even an NBA Finals. Unfortunately, it didn't, but it is far from Brunson's fault. Brunson did his thing. Brunson got us to where we were this season. We probably are not in this position whatsoever without him. So, really just very happy with what he did this season. What do you think? What do you, What is your thoughts on Brunson? 
Yeah, I, I fully agree. You know, Jalen Brunson finished this season, you know, not just in traditional metrics, but in advanced metrics as well as one of the 20 or 25 best players in the NBA, right? Um, and that's not even counting an incredible postseason, you know. I've mentioned this before, um, you know, whether it's us just talking in passing, you know, when we're not recording um, or, you know, with just seeing this take with people on the Internet and people I talk to, you know, there aren't that many playoff risers. Guys typically get worse in the postseason. And that's not, you know, that's not something that is, you know, a, a way to diss other people. But, you know, there's better defenses, better opponents. Again, you're not going to face, you know, the Charlotte Hornets or, um, you know, the Houston Rockets and get to feast on them for 40 points in a very efficient game. Um, you're facing the best teams in the NBA. And, and despite that, Jalen Brunson was better in the postseason than he was in the regular season. He was excellent in the regular season. I thought he was 100% deserving of an all-star nod. I thought if he, you know, played a little bit more he would have definitely gotten more all nba consideration he was really good and you mentioned it's a tough position point guard is not a position that's lacking in talent um i could go on and on about the um you know just the myriad of elite players um you know that that play that position right you know if we're talking um you know best players in the world right you could argue that those that discussion typically comes from wings yes but point guards i mean you got steph curry you've got uh, luka Doncic, you have uh you know sga Kyrie, dame i mean there are guys i probably just completely forgot to mention uh but my point is it's a very talented position so getting a good point guard is important and for jalen brunton to stick out in a position that's so talented and so rich and excellent scoring options is amazing right you know jalen brunson not only um added more offense offense to this team he helps space the floor he's a great shooting uh three point uh three great three-point shooter i know it's on lower volume but his efficiency is good the floater it felt like that was automatic right um anytime he went to go for that floater i was like all right yeah that shot's going in um and it's hard for small guards to be efficient and even more difficult in the postseason again you know He's a smaller guy, not even just a smaller guy because he's a guard. He's small relative to his position as well. And he was above average in efficiency this year. He was last year as well. He's only continued to get better. And you mentioned his youth. That's only going to help him because he's in his prime right now, right? Um, And I view him as a co-star on a championship team. I don't view him no longer as a, you know, good player on a good playoff team. I, I viewed him pretty highly coming into the season and he exceeded my expectations. So that tells you something because I was, I was all on the Jalen Brunson hype train. I thought it was a great move when they signed him and it's been even better than I can expect. So a plus there's not a plus plus throw as many pluses as you want guys. Uh, I mean, he was just that good this year. He was Nick's best player this season, the regular and postseason combined. Um, and, and quite frankly, I couldn't be happier with what we got from him, but you know, another guy, you know, another guard who really stepped up and was a huge reason why this team was so good. I'd argue he was the Knicks be- third best player this year. That was Emmanuel quickly, right? Emmanuel quickly, of course, just came short of winning a sixth man of the year, arguably should have won it. But again, not too mad that Malcolm Brogdon won it, right? It's not one of those situations where you feel like he was robbed or anything. Um, but, you know, quickly was excellent this year. I know the postseason wasn't great for him, but in the regular season, you know, there were points in times where Brunson was hurt. Uh, there was that scare uh, with his foot earlier in the season where you're like, oh my God, are we going to lose Jalen Brunson for an extended period of time? And quickly goes out, then he balls out, right? He drops 40 against the Celtics without Brunson in, in the mix. Um, he had some huge shooting performances he was a great defender this year as well arguably our best defender in the postseason too outside of maybe Mitch right you know he was excellent defensively all year that never uh wavered but you know if I'm giving you a letter grade on Amanda quickly I'm giving him an A plus right I think relative to expectations considering the role he plays he played the role about as well as you can play it Again, he's a six man. He was arguably the best six man in basketball. So I think I have to give him an A plus, but I want to see your perspective and, and hear your takes on Emmanuel quickly this year. Right. So, you know, first off, quickly was great this year. You know, I was really pleased with what he did. You know, he stepped up to the challenge, you know, after a slow start and, you know, got himself to that six man conversation, almost won it. You know, so my grade for him, it's going to be an A. 
And the reason I give it an A is because he started the season a little slow. You know, first two months of the season, you were kind of worried about it because he had regressed pretty bad. You, were, you know, trade conversations started to come up. It was a concern. You know, it was a legit concern. He really didn't get, start to get going until, like, in the middle of that big nine-game win streak we had, you know, in December. That was when he really started to get going, right? But after that, he was amazing. You know, if this was a December to... Uh, April grade, this would be an A+, but because it's the full season, I gotta, you know, not just ignore the fact that he started a little slow, and the fact that he was also a little slow in the postseason, I can't just ignore that, that's why I give him an A, but that is still a phenomenal grade, I, I would I would say at least, you know, overall this season, you know, he averaged 14 points, 4.2 rebounds, 3.4 assists, you know, 44% from the field, almost, almost 40% from three, you know, Great season. Really great season. I was really pleased with his performance. Something that really, you know, got me really good about him is that the versatility, you know, we were questioning whether what kind of versatility he could have, you know, playing the point guard or the shooting guard. We weren't sure what he could do. We weren't sure where his future would lie, you know, because with Brunson around, you were like, okay, well, he can't play point guard now anytime soon for the Knicks. So what's he going to be able to do? You know, he kind of showed, though, that he can be versatile and kind of play both guard spots effectively you know he can run the point guard effectively and be a decent playmaker and if you need to play the shooting guard he can do that he can slot in play good defense be a good spot up score be you know just be a good secondary option and I was really impressed with that that was something that really impressed me something else that impressed me overall this game this year his finishing improved you know before his first two seasons you kind of relied on him to shoot the ball quite a lot you know sometimes it was topsy-turvy sometimes he would not miss other times he would you know fall into a big rut where you couldn't really buy a bucket he was able to expand his game a little bit this year, though, become more uh, involved in the finishing department, you know, get inside more, use those floaters more. You know, he had a, he was getting that floater a lot, and it was really it was really working for him. So I was really pleased with that. I was pleased with his more aggressiveness, his, his willing to adjust his game a little bit to kind of help with the flow of the offense, and just the energy he brings, you know, the energy and pace. Anytime he would come on the floor, the offense would move quicker. You know, the guy, the ball would be flying a lot more. You know, shots were getting up quicker. I like that. You know, I really like that. And, you know, of course, the defense. You know, he floor raises defensively. When he's out there, defense is so much better. You know, he was probably one of our best perimeter defenders this season. So, just overall really pleased with his performance. Yeah, I didn't give him an A+. And I'm sure some Knicks fans might be like, why didn't you give him an A+. He was great. He was a six-man finalist. Yeah, I understand that. You know, and I, I would have given him an A+. Like I said, if this was a December to now rating, then yeah, he would get an A+. But because he started off a little slow, I had to give him the A. But I gave him the A because, you know, he answered the challenge. He stepped up when he needed to. And I was really happy with that. Those are my thoughts on it. What do you think about that? I actually did think that you kind of talked me into changing my answer into an A, kind of considering, again, the slow start. And then factoring the posting a little bit, I think that that should hurt your grade a little bit. And I'm going to say I'm going to reserve that A-plus for, for Jalen Brunson because I think best player on the team gets the best grade. No one else should get a grade equal to the best player on the team. Um, so I think an A is a good grade for him. Um, you know, and also it's kind of hard to be an A plus player and not play as much as Jalen Brunson. So I definitely think that, you know, um, an A grade is a little more fair here. I think that, that you make a lot of sense there. Um, and you know, quickly again, he was awesome. I'm not saying like the A plus A thing to like say like ac actually quickly was worse than I remember. It's, it's more so just like, uh, from a standpoint of if I'm going to give one guy the A plus, it's gotta be the best player on the team. I can't give everyone else an A plus. Um, so A is a good grade. A is an amazing grade. Um, but with that being said, you know, there are a couple of other guys, you know, on the guard side of the things that, you know, um, 
through different points in the season, played various roles, right? Um, and, you know, the, the most prominent one of the bunch was probably Miles McBride, right? He was, you know, someone who was playing a role on the team last year um, and, and, you know, got minutes occasionally. Sometimes he was factored out of the rotation. Sometimes he was brought back in, depending on the injury situation. Um, you know, he's someone who's kind of interesting in the sense of, on paper, again, like in terms of net rating and all those numbers, right? He's a net positive for the Knicks, but he's so bad offensively that you feel like you can't trot him out there for large stretches of the game, or else you're going to get run off the court by by like really good teams. So, you know, Miles McBride's an interesting player to grade because he didn't play a lot. Again, bench player. And number two, you know, when he played, yes, he was a positive, but you kind of have to limit him to a smaller role in order for him to be a positive. Like, what grade are you giving him? Because I'm seeing like a C plus B-ish type of grade. Like, what do you think? Yeah, like you know, like you said, it's tough to grade guys that didn't really play a whole lot and guys that didn't have large roles. But McBride did play a fair share amount of games and had, and for quite a while was a main part of the rotation up until we got Josh Hart. So I think it is fair to to you know give him a grade. My grade's gonna be a B minus, and that may be a little generous, but you know the thing that really catches my eye is the defense. You know, anytime he was out there, the defense was great. And quite frankly, for about the two months that we had the rotation changed, where we put McBride back in and sat Derrick Rose, up until we got Josh Hart and McBride was a main member of the rotation, the defense was great. I mean, I don't think you can really underestimate that. The defense was great when he was out there. You know, obviously, you know, he's not a perfect defender. I'm not saying that he is an undersized guard, but you know, given that, just he played very well defensively, and I think he contributed a lot to, you know, just the better energy on that side of the floor for those couple months, you know, and I don't think that can really get overlooked. I know McBride didn't play a whole lot of minutes, and I know offensively he's pretty limited, but given what his role was, I thought he did pretty well in it. Obviously, he still has time to improve, but, you know, I can't, like, knock on the guy for, you know, getting a limited role. Just doing what he did was, you know, you, you live with it, you know, obviously you, you're not going to get perfect results out of him 100% of the time, no, but, you know, I don't think his his performance was necessarily, like, bad, you know, obviously offensively, yeah, it was bad, I'm just going to be honest, it was bad, but defensively, it was that much of a difference maker that he earned he earned some extra great points for me, you know, obviously I'm not going to give him an A, <laughs> I'm not going to be that generous, but, you know, I think a B- minus is fair, you know, if you said, like, a C plus or something, that's also fair, you know, I was kind of, debating myself between those two but that's kind of my thoughts on it you know what, what do you think what do you what do you, what would you say yeah i i think you know b minus c plus like kind of in that range is a good range like again net positive but we have to adjust for a couple of things again offense volume just the fact that you can't play him that much because of the fact he's such a liability on offense but um he's a guy i think can improve next year like if that three-point shot is league average next year even on low volume um suddenly we go from liability on offense to still not very good on offense but playable right and and, you know considering um that you know there are going to be some opened up minutes you know you don't know what the future for Toppin looks like um even in the guard situation you know the Knicks may like trying to may try to throw out more defensive oriented lineups um you know in certain situations um you know McBride definitely has an opportunity to earn himself some minutes I think he's earned himself a third year to you know prove himself a little bit more um but it all relies on that three-point shot you know is he going to be a solid every now and then insert plug and play situational player or is he going to be a consistent uh you know rotational guy that all comes down to that three-point shot so I think that b minus c plus grade kind of that range is where I'd sit at uh so I agree with you there 
Um, but the next two guys, Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose, you know, unlike McBride, you know, McBride, no, did not play in a lot of minutes, but these guys didn't play a lot really to end the year. Fournier was kind of just the guy they threw in whenever they were super shorthanded. And Rose was the guy they would bring in for some minutes to, you know, if MSG was chanting loud enough and, you know, they were up by enough points, they would bring him in. Neither guy, you know, really performed well. There, There's a reason why they didn't play, right? When the Knicks took them out of the rotation, they played a lot better. Um, but, you know, I have to give them credit for being being, you know, veterans and, and being professional about it. Fournier never really complained about the fact that he was kind of just in and out of the lineup whenever the Knicks decided they needed him and not or not needed him. And Rose was cool about just being on the bench, right? And, and you know, being a veteran on this team. So, you know, I'm not good. In terms of performance, the grade's going to be like a D something or, you know, it's, it, it can't be good, right? But in terms of just being, you know, a good teammate, I, I, I feel like they did an excellent job doing that. You know, what are your thoughts on, on those two guys after this season? Right, so, you know, like you said, they didn't play, so obviously it's, it's more fair to just kind of assess both of them at the same time here instead of separating the two. You know, obviously, like, their play, it was like a D or a D plus. You know, it wasn't very good play. There's a reason why they were taken out of the rotation. It's, you know, that it just wasn't working. But professional-wise, they I, I was, you know, happy that they weren't, like, complaining about it. They weren't, like, causing any unnecessary drama about it. They accepted the situation. They accepted the fate that they had on this team they accepted what was going on they they knew that Tibbs wants to make this team better and they were you know okay with that obviously they both want to play no NBA player wants to sit on the bench and not play but you know they were at least you know being professional about it and know that they knew that the whole reason they were out of the rotation is for the betterment of the team and you know it ended up working you know decisions ended up working we ended up making the playoffs and all that stuff but that's it's not going to be a long assessment of me here talking about these two because obviously they didn't really play. But, you know, I will give an extra, you know, step up to Fournier here because whenever someone was hurt or sick or something, or we didn't have a player. Fournier did step up and sure, he didn't do amazing. I know he had the one game against Philly where he did good. You know, I'll, we'll always remember the Evan Fournier game from this year. <laughs> but, you know. He obviously didn't do a whole lot in that, but, you know, at least he came up to the challenge. He was always available. It was very, almost never a time he wasn't available to come in and, you know, just fill in that spot. So I'll give him that. I'll give him that. You know, it's for someone that wasn't playing but that was still willing to do that, you know, I respect that. Some players don't like that at all and will say, nope, I want to get out of here. I want to get traded. Don't play me at all. Don't even think about putting me on the court. I respect that stuff. You know, I respect it. And Derrick Rose, you know, he's a veteran. Unfortunately, his time might be coming up soon. You know, it, it looks like his knees are catching up to him a little bit. It's unfortunate. I really like Derrick Rose as much as the next guy. But, you know, just happy that he was able to stick around and, you know, be professional about it and be a good veteran and be a good mentor to these younger guys because, obviously, this team is very young. So they need a veteran like that, you know, just at least on the, on the the you know, on the bench or, you know, in the locker room. Really, I'm just happy that 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 was the case. You know, I'm obviously not gonna, you know, give them too hard of analysis on their play just because they didn't play a whole lot, and there's a reason they didn't play a whole lot. But with their professionalism and stuff like that, I respect that. So that's my kind of thoughts on it. What do you think? Yeah, you know, end of the day, like it's hard to give a letter grade again to guys who like were taken out of the line because they just they can't they they couldn't perform on this team uh, reliably. Um, but you know, again, you're not gonna be like too harsh on them because they were professionals about it and you know whatever if the Knicks needed Rose I imagine he, that he would have been okay even playing just one game and not playing again um and Fournier did that and he did that at you know was he necessarily great when he played no but you know the Knicks sometimes you just need a body out there right you know basketball is not a sport where you can go out there and just throw a guy out for 48 minutes in the regular season right so um you know end of the day I, I can't be too mad at them you know the, it, it 
is what it is with their situations. I imagine Rose is gone after this season. I imagine Fournier, um, whether it's in free agency next year, uh, when when the Yankees when not the Yankees the Knicks decline his option, um, or uh, you know potentially use him as a filler in a trade you know I think that there is a team that might take a flyer on him you know in a a big deal if if the Knicks want to move some money around they want to match money because end of the day like if he can shoot a little bit uh, a team's going to give you a couple seconds for him like Jay Crowder got like four second round picks I don't think I get four second round picks for Evan Fournier but um, if you're like you know I don't know, like Charlotte or something like that, and you, you, you get him as a salary filler in a deal, um, and he shoots decently for you, you're going to get a second-round pick or two, which is better than nothing. So, um, you know, we'll see there. But, you know, that really wraps up, I think, a lot of the guard situation, right? The Knicks, not the again, you know, in, in basketball in general, it's, you're not going to carry like seven or eight guards. So it's, you know, not a lot to talk about. Um, and a lot of the focus is obviously going to be on quickly and Brunson. But overall, I'd say the position was a positive, right? You can't feel anything other than good, I think, about this guard depth, um, you know, you're going to really look at uh, Brunson and Quickly to be your primary point guards uh, on the starting lineup in the uh, the second unit. We'll see how McBride fits into things. Um, you know, obviously, technically on paper, right? Quinn Grimes is a guard and Josh Hart technically on paper at times was a guard, but we're going to include them in the Wings episode. So no, we did not forget them. We're just including them with the Wings. Uh, but with that being said, if you guys enjoyed today's video, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We're going to be doing Wings next. Uh, we're going to section these off into different episodes so that we don't have one two-hour episode. Um, but with that being said, we appreciate you guys' continued support. We just hit 500 subscribers, and that's because of you guys. So we wanted to extend our thanks. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course this YouTube page. If you want to listen to the audio version of this episode, make sure to go on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And if you are, make sure you drop us a five-star rating. We appreciate you guys again so much. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace out.